0: My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious shit. They're
1: here. Do you really think you have a chance against us, Mr Cowboy? yippee ki motherfucker. It's showtime. Right, welcome everybody to another episode of the VHS Strikes Back. I'm one of your hosts, Chris, and my co-host and very good friend is Dave.
0: Hey there, Chris, and hello to all listeners out there. Welcome to the VHS Strikes Back the show where we dust off the old video player and go on a nostalgic journey to look at the good and the bad movies of yesteryear. Now Chris what are we going to review this week?
1: Well Dave it's my pick and I thought you know what let's pick something different starring one of my you know movie heroes Mr Burt Reynolds. I thought I'll pick something that I'm pretty sure you'd not seen and it was more of a serious role. It was actually Dave as Burt Reynolds said to Clint, because he said Clint was, uh, with Every which Way But Loose, Clint was doing comedy. So he said, well, I'm going to do Dirty Harry in Atlanta. And that's what Burt Reynolds actually nicknamed this. And a lot of the reviews said it was basically Dirty Harry, but with Burt Reynolds starring as him. (laughs) Uh, So we're going back, Dave, to 1981. And this one's called Sharky's Machine. Now, I know we talked about it last week, but had you even heard of this one, Dave? Nope, never heard of it. And something really different. I mean, I...
0: I'm not the, the kind of Burt Reynolds fanboy that you are. <laughs> but, you know, back in the day, back in the early 80s, you know, I definitely had a soft spot. But that was more because of Smokey and the Bandit and Cannibal Run, you know, yeah. the the first couple. So, yeah, I, I, just, I just guess I associate... And let's forget Boogie Nights for a second. I associate Burt Reynolds with those films. So I associate him with being charming, you know, the the cheeky sort of smile, kidnapping women. Um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> like you do, Dave, with Break, a smile.
0: <laughs> yeah, cheeky chappy, uh, breaking the fourth wall, that kind of thing. So I don't recall the video cover, ever seeing it, ever hearing of it, not seeing a trailer for it or anything. So, yeah, going into this one completely blind.
1: It's funny, you know, because I think for me, we went through down a rabbit hole. I think it was one of them. Obviously, you went to the video shop. It, it, it was, if there's a new movie out, we've talked about it loads of times the other week. It was that like intrigue. Is it going to be there? That film we want to get. And obviously, as a kid, I was sort of dictated to by my family, my, you know, my grandparents, my old man and stuff like that. And, because we loved Burt Reynolds and we grew up with that because of my dad and it's like, you know, the good old boys, that stupid romps in cars which I absolutely still love to this day. I've even been this morning, I've been up so early and I actually had the soundtrack for Cannon, uh, the Cannonball Smoking the Bandit on day I'm thinking, I've watched <laughs> that for a few months, I'm going to have to watch it now. And I've got like eight versions no, I'm lying, eight, six versions of smoking the bandit which is ridiculous <laughs> two versions of the cannonball run um but no three actually of the cannonball run now they have i bought one and two on blu-ray a few weeks ago actually so uh yeah I'm, I'm a proper fanboy on bert but this i thought this would be something different and i remember we went down a rabbit hole of just getting Burt reynolds movies out and just all these sort of they weren't tv movies because this one actually did quite well at the box office this one it was quite a, quite a good one but uh a lot of them were TV movies. He either directed him, or it was him and a small cast. As obviously he starred and waned. You know, you go to mid seven, mid to late seventies, and he was bigger than anybody. One, he you know, he's even mm-hmm. with Ruddy Superman, wasn't he and Rocky and stuff. You know, they were, he was up for them, or people had him in the discussion, but. I think it was supposed to be Sonny out of The Godfather at one point as well. So it's it's like he was massive. He was a massive actor. And obviously in the 80s, it waned and, and different people come to the fore. But this, I thought, you know what? We'll do this. It's got a few people I know from some of his other movies. It's a more serious movie. It is like Dirty Harry. It's that sort of action thriller type movie. Let's go for it. And I remember... I think I remember a lot of it, Dave, but I'll leave that until we do the review. But yeah, so so these are quite a few other films I've got. I don't want to do... I'm not going to do a Lauren Avedon where we go down six Burt Reynolds movies. (laughs) We've already done about four now. This will be the fourth, I think. But I think more than anything, it's just... I've got a couple up my sleeve, and this was the best of the bunch. And I'm thinking, I don't know whether I should be fucking... throw these on, Dave, because my memories of Burt Reynolds are just going to be tarnished, I think. So, yeah, so... It's just an interesting movie, completely different and quite interesting that we did the conversation and then we got into Sharky's Machine because I know the conversation was a bit early in the 70s, but you can clearly see this has still got some of that 70s DNA in it, especially with the music. Oh, This
0: is a 70s movie, isn't it? I know it's 81, but definitely the look of it, the feel of it and everything. And it was based on a novel, wasn't it, from 78. So I I think... Yeah. (sighs) Chris, I'm not going to have a great deal to say about this, but um, have we done four
1: with Reynolds? We've done, we've done Smoking
0: the Bandit. We've done Cannonball Run. One done and this two. one,
1: that's three. We've done Cannonball we... Run one and two. Yeah. We haven't done the second one, have we? We have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've done the second one, honestly. 100% God, we've done it. Getting too old. You Forget it. these things. <laughs> <laughs> you hated it. It's not as good <laughs> the second one, but I still love it. Uh, it's the fourth Burt movie. I'm going to have to go back and remember.
0: Yeah, so four Burt Reynolds movies, fucking hell. So almost a back to the filmography, so Jack's podcast. So I I know, you know, I was teasing you that we're going to have to watch In the Name of the King because it's a sword and sorcery uh, movie with Burt Reynolds in. I've got to tell you, Chris, it is one of the only movies that I have not managed to finish. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I had to I
0: had, to, I had to turn it off, and so when Jack was saying he was going to do it, so Spider Dan from Spider Dan and the Secret Balls podcast, one of our great Patreons, and Angry Andy came on as well, and I was, I was more interested to listen to the podcast. There was no way I was going to watch the movie again because I was like, is there something? that I've not seen, like Dan in particular, you know, and Jack, they're good at analysing movies and and seeing things in a different way that maybe, you know, I've missed. But no, they basically said it was shit as well. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm not ruling it out, Chris, to make you watch it one day. But given that that also means that I would have to watch it, you might be on safer ground. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there is a little bit of music
1: trivia with his paper as well. Yeah. Don't ever pick that day, please. Um, there is a bit of music trivia. So obviously the song street life sang by Randy Crawford is the start of the movie. However, mm. this was actually rescored scored uh, with an orchestra, Dave. And this version was used in Jackie Brown with, from Tarantino. Oh. Loved it, So we actually used this, that version in that. Now, I have got a, a big link to Jackie Brown, and that was actually up for consideration this week, Dave. I'll be honest with you. So that may be a bit of a spoiler, but that may be down the line one of my picks.
0: What well, what did you make of Jackie Brown?
1: Um, I've only seen it twice. I went to mm. the cinema to watch it, and that's well. I might as well say that the, the I, so Jackie Brown was a toss up in '98 between this Jackie Brown and Titanic. And I, my first date with Sam was let's go to the cinema. And I didn't, and man, we got, this is God's honest truth. It's a bit like the Simpsons thing. I might have even told this on the podcast. The Simpsons thing, you know, when he come out and he goes, Darth Vader's Luke's dad or something like that. You know, Home right does. Fa- right past the line. Yeah, fucking Empire <laughs> Strikes Back. And, and we got to the cinema and it was a toss up between Jackie Brown and Titanic. And obviously me being this fucking 18-year-old, 90 year old lad thinking, you know, I'm, I'm big fucking tough. I can't do this. You know, I'm trying to impress this woman who's a little bit older than me. And I'm like, you know, I'm not trying to be a little kid. So we get to the cinema. I swear to you, there's a queue to pay. It was the cinema in Salford Keys, Dave. He's not there now. And we're in the queue and all these blokes are coming out crying from the Titanic. And I'm going, <laughs> oh no, I can't have this girl see me cry. Why, why are they crying? You know, like everyone's like consoling themselves and fucking like, what a film and all this. But they were dead upset. The girls were upset. The guys were. And I'm like, holy shit, what we do? I went, I went, oh, I think we should watch Jackie Brown. And we went to watch Jackie Brown because what? of my fucking, me bottling it thinking it was going to be a blubbering mess. trying so i I'm impress this girl who I've known all my life. Let's be honest. I've known since I was a kid, but it was one of them where I was like, no, I'm not doing it. And Sam still doesn't forgive me that we fucking binned off. So I bought, I actually bought Jackie Brown as a present for a Dave. And I don't think she was that impressed a couple of years later on. <laughs> it was video. I got it on video when it came out. And it was that and true romance. I've got, when we yeah, did True Romance, yeah. was, I've told the story. I, I had it in the cellophane wrapper. I lent it to Sam just before we got together. That was like our first sort of hook up type thing where we sort of thought hang yeah, on hook up something. well not hook up but something's going on here <laughs> i wish dave <laughs> i bottled it I think i told you that i bottled it on the we did true romance but uh, but no so that they were like two quite important films but it was just for of them was like titan and then titanic's been on the cinema recently and she's never forgiven me she said the other week we need to go and see that in the cinema because you blagged me 25 years ago and i was like i know <laughs> i know yeah. What I mean, a dick. It's a
0: shocking choice, isn't it? I know it, let's, is. I let's know go, it is. uh what's this really romantic movie? Obviously, you know how it's gonna end, don't you? But uh, you know, or fucking this the latest Quentin Tarantino movie. <laughs> that, I, that is a young boy's choice, that to be yeah, fair. Yeah, a hundred percent. And
1: I know I don't remember anything about the film, I know De Niro's in it, Samuel L. Jackson, um uh, what's she called? Uh, la, 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 the main star of it, but he's oh, Jackie Brown. Um, famous oh, fucking... Oh, she's yeah. <laughs> great, great actress. Because oh, remember, she's an air hostess. Massive
0: the in the 70s, wasn't she?
1: Fingy uh, uh, Gray. Uh, Pam Gray. Pam Gray. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. It. yeah, yeah. Great actress, Dave. Great. I mean, I, re- I remember it, but I can't say you fuck all about the story now. That's how fucking memorable it was, I suppose. But um, yeah, yeah, weird. Some people love it. I just, I, I need to go back and watch it. Maybe I'll do it on this
0: podcast, but...
1: Yeah, I think we might do. Yeah, I I just... It
0: didn't resonate with me for some reason. Obviously, we were waxing lyrical about Pulp Fiction, and, you know, I I just... It was so different again, but I, I... I need to go back as well and watch it. But we've waffled on, Chris. Yeah, anyway, We need to get into uh, Sharky's <laughs> Machine we, and all of those talking points.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right, Dave, let's get into the trailer.
0: <laughs> let's go. <laughs> Orion picture presents Bert Reynolds in Sharky's Machine.
1: If you don't get out now, we to have to call the police.
0: I am the police. Sharky. Vice. They were just street cops until they teamed up with Sharky and became Sharky's machine. Seven ladies. One's got it in into Hodgkins, and that's the one the department won't let us touch down. Doesn't that tell you anything? A thousand bucks a night. Is that right? Is that what they get? I want to watch it. Bound the clock. Who? Domino with an E. Domino. It's a waste. You? Busting <laughs> hookers? The last casualty they had in Vice was a suicide. <laughs> what the hell are we doing? Well, we're here to arrest you, sir it might be offering to perform sexual acts for money. the man with the smiling eyes sharky rice
1: low-life creep
0: even if there is one guy squeezing his town, he's too high to reach great reputation here slave trade they buy him kidnap him and they break him down drugs rape whatever the hell it takes and then they sell him. Who is there yeah, terrible his brother albert spirelli <laughs> An outcast about to lose that badge of yours.
1: You're a strange guy, Sharky. Yeah,
0: that's what everybody says. You know you got a big communication problem here, Sharky. He wants you dead. Then I am dead. Where is Domino?
1: You should have just brought the girl in.
0: Nobody. Leans on Sharky's Machine. Tom Sharky is a narcotics sergeant for the Atlanta Police Department, and he's working on a transaction with the drug dealer Highball. Another member of the force, Smiley, shows up unexpectedly during the sting, causing the drug dealer to run and Sharky to give chase, ultimately, shooting the suspect on a martyr bus but only after wounding of the bus driver and the passenger. In the aftermath, Sharky is demoted to the vice squad, which is considered to be the least desirable assignment in the police department. Now, Chris, what do you reckon to the opening of this movie?
1: Well, Dave, well greatly explained shall we get into our scores let's go <laughs> why is your podcast 10 minutes uh, so i've got to say i've got to Blake say. Will be on time watch you'd
0: be like oh they didn't like this one
1: <laughs> you can just tell so so I, I i've got to call myself out i said it to you when we were messaging pissing ourselves laughing is what the fuck have I done this year with these picks, Dave? I've picked some movies. <laughs> You've had a
0: shocker. I've
1: had a shocker. <laughs> I've picked some movies out thinking like you know, something different, you know, not just martial arts. I keep threatening martial arts. I said it the other week, I'm going to martial arts. That's it. You know, we're doing it. We're doing And my God, this is, no- I mean, it's 83% on Rotten Tomatoes. I don't know who by it. I mean, it must be by Mr. B. Reynolds, the fucking reviews, because <laughs> he's not got his fucking Irish jig on. You can tell it's his real hair. He's got a proper, like, Really close hair. You can see that he's not wearing a wig, as far as I can see. He was notorious for wearing a wig, Bert. But I think when when you get this bit at the start of this highball, what's really strange is I couldn't work out why the cop turned up when he's talking to someone on this underground, like under the motorway thing or whatever it is, and just goes, "Hey, Sharky," and it's like, <laughs> "Why?" Why have you given it away? I mean, Bert Reynolds is looking mean and moody, isn't he? He's like, you know, you can tell he's his tough guy or he's supposed to be his tough guy. And then they have this stupid shootout where Highball legs it. He shoots like at the cop, but he ducks down Smiley. He goes down the corner. He blows a car up, Dave, with one bullet. He fires a fucking <laughs> bullet at a police car and he blows the fucking car up with one bullet like it's a bazooka. And then we get this weird running across the road where these old cops chasing him and he gets on the bus. And then Burt Reynolds, and it's the Burt Reynolds who does it because I know he's doing loads of his own stunts. He does a fucking roly poly, but it's not a yeah. Martin Riggs roly poly or when Martin Riggs is spinning around shooting someone. it's dead like old, like fucking we would do now, you know, midnight. Gingerly roly poly. <laughs> it's fucking weird and obviously Shark is his tough guy you can see that how it's his fault that the highball has fucking shot two people when it's Smiley, the silly prick, who's given away, one, Sharky's cover because he's doing this fucking drugs bust, and two, it's the highball wouldn't have shot anybody if fucking Smiley hadn't turned up. Fucking Sharky would have arrested him, but for some reason, Sharky gets demoted, but that whole scene on the bus and everything, and Burt Reynolds popping his head up. Sharky's popping... That guy could have fucking blew his head away at any point (laughs) there. It's really... (laughs) Yeah, and he looks dead tough, and he acts dead tough, but it comes across as completely forced. For me, Burt Reynolds is better when he's just being funny. You know, when he's just, like you said, Cannonball Run, smoking the Bandit. Mean Machine's more of a serious movie, but that's a great movie as well, and there is a bit of comedy in that. There is serious stuff. In this, he doesn't do enough of the jokey stuff, and because it's classed as a thriller... I think I actually think he's probably one of the weakest parts of the movie, Dave. And being honest, and I hate saying that about good old Bert. Well, I
0: wasn't expecting that from you, to be yeah, honest. Well... But I, I wholeheartedly agree with you. I don't know what it is. There is just something off about Reynolds' performance here. And, and like you say, something with his hair—it <laughs> looks a bit strange as well. Maybe it's because he's wearing a different wig or not a wig at all. Whatever it is. You know, it's just off, and I, I'm not sure if it's just my expectations that you know he should be this charming sort of Burt Reynolds character that we see in the the Smokey and the Bandit and cannonball Run movies, but it just it just doesn't work for me. Any of this, and honestly, Chris, I think this is possibly the most forgettable movie. I recall seeing us cover here. I I think, you know, we did uh, New York Ninja, didn't we? (laughs) Yeah. That is obviously, objectively, it's a terrible movie. But I tell you what, I can remember certain bits out of it. Like now, I can recall, you know, the story and kind of, you know, running around on his fucking roller skates and (laughs) 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 just all these ridiculous bits. With this, I just found... I, I I we did the conversation as well and we said that's that's a classic sort of 70s movie so the pace of it is just it's slightly jarring you know we're used to faster paced movies now so you have to almost calibrate your mind to get back into that 70s movie and I think that's what this is but I just thought this was just so much worse and and I just thought there was nothing really that kind of uh endearing about it. So I was shocked when I looked at Rotten Tomatoes and it had such a high score. And this is definitely one of those where I'm thinking, I I just don't get it. Everyone else is getting something that I'm not getting.
1: Yeah, Honestly, I don't think you're wrong, because even when he gets demoted, it's like someone out of the fucking police academy. He, he goes down in a lift, like to the bottom of the fucking police department, which looks like they're in the sewer or something, the way he's, he's framed. And then every fucking persons downstairs aren't they fucking uh, you know these prostitutes there these fucking you know the pimps are there you've got all these people it looks just like a place that the land of time that people have just forgotten about it's <laughs> ridiculous you know like when they show her, and i know they were like that the grubby police stations and things like that in different movies you know the original beverly hills cop you can see it's detroit it's a very um it's, it's loads of like crime before and
0: axel foley of axel course Fo- oh, of course dave
1: <laughs> you know and you, then they go to california and it's all nice and clean and everything and all that stuff but then this is like it, it, it almost a parody of like we go down the fucking escalator oh i'm gonna say this is where everyone goes all the police go to retire and nobody gives a fuck and by the looks of it the police are all shagging the fucking prostitutes looking at some of the dialogue in this scene so It's weird. And there's no context to him getting demoted. There's a little bit of dialogue with his mate who's like, oh, it's terrible you've been demoted, you know, and all. It's like, it's not his fucking fault. He's the one who killed him. The other cops were fucking dicking around when he was fucking having his shootout. So it's just really strange. But then... He gets the fucking, this thing with his domino, doesn't it? When Burt Reynolds then turns into a voyeur, fucking almost stalker-like, doesn't he? I mean, stunning, <laughs> but it's fucking weird, isn't it? He's like, I mean, all we're missing is him fucking pulling one out. Out, Dave, watching her. He's absolutely <laughs> obsessed with this woman, isn't he? He is.
0: <laughs> you know, I, I, I was just imagining, and and I think it would elevate this film if while he's going down to the, like you say, the grubby police department, if you had the police academy music playing, you know, <laughs> that would be so much better. Don't move, dirtbag! <laughs>
1: <A> bit racist.
0: Fuck off you. Yeah, so so uh, yeah, I, I I like the idea of it, and I can imagine reading the the kind of crime thriller novel. I I can imagine it. It explains a bit more. It's a bit more plausible, you know. I, I mean, it's it's weird, isn't it? I mean, Jaws, I guess, went from quite quickly being a, a best-selling novel to to being a film not that quickly because it took him yeah. so long to shoot it but but this one you know the novel came out in 78 the film was released in 81 so it's mad isn't it to to have a book come out be successful and then i can only imagine they had it out before it was published or something but it just seems like a really quick turnaround to me but i i think what i don't get right is just the variety the buffet Of things going on. I mean, we've got fucking kung fu in there as well. I mean, uh, like, say this is 81, but very much feels in the 70s. What the fuck are the kung fu guys doing there?
1: (laughs) It's just nothing, it's
0: (laughs) It's just randomly doing (laughs) kung fu.
1: (laughs) 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 <laughs> the thing is, Dave, it's just, I always—I was thinking, because I haven't seen it for years, I honestly, I reckon I've only ever seen this once or twice, but it was like, does Burt Reynolds start doing fucking karate or something in this movie? You know, because I mean? you're right, it's just so ad hoc in it. They're just throwing, as you would say, they're throwing anything at the wall, aren't they? Opening it's a yeah. stick. And what gets me though, Dave, when I, one thing I can't take seriously in this movie at all. Is the actor's name is Henry Silver, right? Who's the fucking, you know, the absolute maniac? He's he's Billy mm. Scoring, it, not he? Or Carlos Scarelli? He, 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 you know, and it's like, but. You fast forward three years and he's one of the bumbling fucking henchmen in the Cannonball Run 2 <laughs> trying to get the Sheik. And they're like fucking chasing him on a helicopter and they're fucking, you know, putting wires around his car and they're setting him up with fucking girls getting the boobs out and all this stuff. And, and it's just like, I can't even though this is before. I can't take it seriously. However, he does feel a little bit like the baddie in the original Dirty Harry. Remember him? Mm, He was in, what film did we cover, Dave? Um, Cobra one. He's one of the cops in Cobra. I thought he was going to be a baddie and he Mm, isn't. Yeah. 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 I just cannot take him seriously. And he shouts. Everyone, he shouts when he's killing them. He says, "Ah!" It's just like, fucking weird, isn't it? When, he's got, when he's got, the
0: copper and he shot him. <laughs> he's just, just like,
1: oh, <laughs> what are you doing? Ah! Oh! And then he puts a gun in. And he said, "Ah!" Oh! And I'm like, "Am I what? What the fuck are we watching here?" <laughs> it, it's, and yet you say about memorable, it's memorable for the wrong reasons. I think because. The way the kill starts. So obviously, Domino's basically been uh, prostitute, and not Not well, she's been abused, based on prostitute. That's the wrong word, but she's been abused, and for years? This kingpin. Mm. And you've got this undertone, this sleazy guy. He's got loads of girls around him. I've got to say, Dave, classic. He was almost Samurai Cop when Bert Reynolds goes to confront him. And all the girls are like, there's three of them around the kingpin, this old bloke who's about fucking 60-odd. <laughs> but they're all looking at shaggy and say, yeah, we could get with him. you. <laughs> you yeah. know, the old classic lead thing as if to say, I'll leave this fucking kingpin who's lavishing me with money and fucking probably fur coats and all this. And this fucking grubby cop's coming with a $3 shirt on, but he just looks like my type of guy. He's. <laughs> Fucking bollocks, isn't
0: it? Ooh, that pencil (laughs) (laughs) moustache.
1: It does, though, doesn't it? It's fucking weird. It's just like... You can see he has gone for Dirty Harry. The the way this is shot... I've I've watched all of Dirty Harry movies, and this is right out of that wheelhouse. You know, completely... Same thing again, you know, like where that you know you you know from the start that one of the coppers is gonna be in on this, don't you? You can clearly tell from the start that somebody is gonna double cross him. But Sharky's machine, I think, why they got Sharky's machine? The actual boss of the the um, vice fucking department actually calls it. He means his team. Why it's called a machine, I don't know. I mean, obviously you've got Mean Machine as well uh, he was, he yeah. was Sharky's machine. but also a little bit of trivia and I saw it straight away. Highball had the fucking Magnum 44, Dave. And that's what was a nod to Clint Eastwood at the start when they were having the shootout. He had a fucking Magnum 44 and that was a bit of a nod to Clint, I believe. And dirty. Hand. Right.
0: Right. You know, it's, it's funny the comparisons with Clint Eastwood, cause I was just thinking, obviously we did every which way, uh, but, but loose. loose. Yeah. I, I was going to say you can, but that's the second one. Um, and I think the reason Eastwood can do comedy is he's still playing the straight guy, isn't he? It's like yes. the comedy's going on around him, but he's still playing the straight guy. Whereas Reynolds is genuinely trying to flip his his normal character, you know, where he's doing the comedy and he's trying to be completely serious. So I think the stretch for him is further. But I have to say, I think, I think Eastwood. If I'm to do a comparison and just going off this one, you know, you look at Eastwood in Dirty Harry, far far better. You know, yeah. the proper delivery of a. Uh, well, I mean, ultimately, if he was a real person now, you'd you'd probably want him banged up in jail, wouldn't you? <laughs> but yeah, the way he's just going around shooting everyone. But um, yeah, I I just think he he. Clint Eastwood definitely does this type of character better, but then he does stretch himself in in every which way but loose, you know, to the comedy as well. Whereas, yeah, I think on evidence of this, I I just... Burt Reynolds is not right for straight roles like crime thrillers and serious movies, I don't think.
1: I agree with that, because I think you've on a very good point. Clint Eastwood plays a straight man in them films, especially every which way but loose, but he reacts to the comedy as a straight man. You know, you've got the... I always come to the shit-down fucking bikers, don't you? Being yeah. dicks, getting stuck wow, in wow. tar. Yeah. <laughs> Off, wow, 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 wow. And then they offer him out in that fucking diner, and and Oval's there with... Fuck, I hate him, and he a lot, the fucking singer. Oh, Dick, she is and the most annoying <laughs> thing about their movies. Uh, and I told you at the time, I watched the second one, and it's fucking terrible. The second one, I actually fell asleep towards the end. Um, that, that is another one, and, and again,
0: I loved it as a kid, Chris, but I couldn't get through the second one, it was no. just so bad. And she's suddenly like the fucking perfect girlfriend for no reason, just to yeah. write her back into the movie, but it. It was just really shit. And uh, in my memory, like the, it was a lot better than the first one, but it definitely wasn't.
1: No, it wasn't. And, and, and you know what I did like about this, Dave? I, I did think, I know this was before it, but there's almost a um, Sarah Connor-like moment in there because the killer, Silva, goes to the apartment and obviously, Sharky's is watching, isn't he? And he's like, what's going on? What's going on? And he, and he basically kills her through the door with a shotgun. So we think it's domino. Mm. It's really gruesome. Her face is disfigured and that. But obviously, it's not, Dave. It's like when the Terminator goes to an apartment, then it realises it's not Sarah after he's killed her. So you've got all that, like, little thing. I know that's a hell of a fucking reach, Dave. I'm clutching <laughs> at straws here. I really I can tell by the silence on that. But I'm clutching at straws. But, but yeah, you... It, <sighs> It's got, what I would say, it treads the boards of stuff we've seen loads of times, whether before, after. It's a very reliable movie if you just want to sit there and watch it. But I agree with you, it's very forgettable. And I think Sharky, Burt Reynolds doesn't suit it. You're completely right. It just doesn't suit he, him and what he's good at and what he's strong at. And, and he's got to stick to what you know. And I'm almost gutted now, Dave, because it was a Burt Reynolds movie I was going to pick, but one after this in 83, where he's basically playing fucking the, Smoking the Bandit again. He's playing the Bandit, basically. But mm. I'm gutted I didn't pick that. That's an even worse film than this. But at least I would have got a few gags out of it, Dave, you know, a little thing. But... <laughs> it would have been entertaining, at least. <laughs> yeah, but it would have been.
0: It, it is so weird, because when I think of Burt Reynolds, I think charisma. Yeah. And I think in this role it's it's just not there. Now I think you mentioned he he was the director as well. Yes. And I often think that if you are the lead and you're the director that's a fucking tall order isn't it? I mean, you're basically the project manager aren't you? You yeah. you know you're responsible for the budget, for making sure fucking extras are booked, you know, and turn up at the right time. You've got to make sure all the the you know, the lighting crew, the camera crew and everything are in the right place From you know, cameras are set up from the right angles and everything. I know you've got people below you, but ultimately all of that reports up to the director and they're accountable for everything. So to have all of that and then to to focus you, yourself on your acting craft as well, I just think it is a really tall order. I mean, what was his name? John Liu in New York Ninja. I mean, he definitely couldn't handle it. <laughs> he was writing and everything. Um, you know I mean, but uh, yeah, I, I just the, the the charisma for me just isn't there, and I don't know if it's because it's a serious role for him, and he just there's just something off with him doing that, or because he's doing all this the directing stuff that he's just not focused enough on his acting.
1: <laughs> you know what? It's a good point that because I think as well is when he gets with Domino, he's basically fucking sexually assaulting her, isn't he? You know, like when when they're together and he, and he sees Domino with that. Gives her a good
0: fucking eye, in, doesn't he? I
1: know he does. You know, and it's like, and then but then from something from nowhere, they meet this common ground when he's pinned her to the bed and give her a, fucking a few digs and that. It's, it's really fucking <laughs> yeah, strange. I mean, that, that, is that is strange.
0: That is a really uncomfortable kind of movie trope, though, isn't it? Some
1: years ago, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, where, you know, the guy will slap the woman around a bit and then she's like, oh, he's so manly, you know? <laughs> and, and it's like, fucking you know? hell. You know, again, you're like, shit, this was in our lifetime, you know?
1: James Bond's done that, Sean Connery. I think he's, he's done it in a couple of the weren't movies we watching, and then jumps um, in bed with him. Weren't we watching Goldfinger? Where he got all a bit it fucking yeah, rapey, yeah. yeah, yeah, with
0: pussy galore.
1: Yeah, I think he, he he throws her on the bed or slaps her or something. But James Bond, and Sean Connery's definitely backhanded a lady in it in that day, definitely in in their movies.
0: Well, I I remember the they were in the barn, weren't they, in Goldfinger? Where you know that that's that, I think that's a slightly different trope because it you know that wasn't a good beating like we see here. Um, a good beat. <laughs> he, does, right, does, he does give her a good fucking beating, <laughs> doesn't he? Whereas, like, the trope, and, and it's all in the same kind of area, but yes. slightly different, where, you know, Pussy Galore, like, resists him. You know, he, he basically goes in for the kiss, right? And, and he kisses her, and she's resisting him, but then melts into his arms, right? Yeah. Again, very fucking rapey, but. I mean, like I, said, I can't think of another phrase now, but but a good beating. Like he genuinely fucking puts her on the bed, doesn't he? And he's like fucking battering her. Um, you know, more yeah, like. Party and Kitty at Studs, Chris, where fucking <laughs> well, Stallone is uh,
1: fucking ball bag whacking ball with arse. the belt. Yeah, yeah. And his ball bag's in a fucking face. Yeah, that was <laughs> tremendous. It's the old thing. Yeah, I'm Catholic. I brought up Catholic, but it's the old Catholic thing, Dave. Husband goes out, comes in pissed on a Saturday night, fucking levers the missus, slips a one, and then goes to church the next day and gives a fiver to the fucking priest of his sins in the office. That's a classic fucking... Uh, trope that. And, that and you're right that's something that was in the movies and it was like it was nothing it's like it makes the guy more manly because he's he's he, yeah. he, never get away with that shit now it's disgraceful but it is it is of yeah. its like time unfortunately when we're doing these movies and some of the dialogue is we know that don't we when you cover it but uh mm. fucking hell yeah unbelievable and i think i think as the movie goes on i think it falls away i'm i'm, I'm quite interested in the killer but I think Sharky's like involvement is like he sort of turns from being the good guy to being a bit of an arse. Because he's yeah. I think maybe because he has done that to Domino and then uh, you know he's trying to solve all these cases and that. But when he's running and that Burt Reynolds, oh, he's an athletic guy. He used to be a like he was a fucking um American footballer, professional American footballer. Mm. And that's so you know what I mean. He was always been fit, he always looks good, but I don't know. It's just, he looks like he's running like me, Dave, like he's running really fast, but not getting anywhere. <laughs> you know what I mean? In some of this, I don't know whether it's because he's at 45. And at this point he was in, he was starting to have the addiction to painkillers because of the, because he'd done all his own stunts for years. So he ended up doing his back in right, one of the movies right. falling from a tree. And that's why he, always, he did like Hooper and stuff like that. That was like a bit of a, a knock to himself when he was taking mm. all the pills in that. Yeah, so, yeah. so yeah, it's uh yeah, it's fucking... You know what, Dave? We've done five Burt Reynolds movies. I forgot about Hooper. Hooper. yeah. Yeah, yeah Hooper. you're right. Yeah, so he's, maybe he's up there with Lauren Avedon now, Burt. You can tell my <laughs> love for him. But that, he's basically the bandit in Hooper <laughs> anyway. It's the same year he's smoking the bandit. We're straight off that setting. So that with Sally Field. So uh, it's not any different. But but yeah, this this just missteps for me all, all the way through. And, and even the end when I were laughing at the start about his he's, he's, he's mate, the, the, the copper, and he's like... Uh, I think it's Frisco, isn't it? And he's—he's he's, uh, not Frisco. Uh, which one is it? Um, oh, Driscoll. It's actually, Archie Driscoll. And they—they uh, they chase him in that building, and he goes up. And obviously, he's at the top. He's at the bottom, and he—he he, he shoots his mate. And you're like, but they're facing each other, and he gets—he—the—the the, the baddie does get about five bullets in him, Dave and he gets up and then like you say, he's just <laughs> screaming and I'm going right ah! I think yeah. he's going to shoot me in the head in a minute and the and the guys just there like you know he's taking his last breaths looking at him and he's got he's been shot he's been shot but for some reason the killer survives Dave he's maniacal the adrenaline's taking him through the pain sort of thing so yeah it's a very interesting um interesting end because obviously it it kills it he, he kills them and I, I don't know. I just—I I don't really think there's much of a payoff. It sounds really silly, no. Dave. I don't think there is, to be honest.
0: No, I agree with you. I, I think it, it really just fizzles out. And what's interesting, Chris? I mean, uh, we said about the the high Rotten Tomatoes score, but if I look at the last four reviews, then three out of the four are negative. Are they? Yeah, so I don't, I don't know. Is this just something that you know something changed over time? Maybe in the last few years that that, I mean, the last one here says uh, the movie, the movie progresses into a padded out and mostly tedious midsection. Yeah, <laughs> this one, uh, unfortunately, Reynolds the director is as uncertain about the tone of the picture as Reynolds the star is about his screen persona.
1: It's weird, isn't it? it is, I think you're right. I think you've hit on this. It's completely not Burt Reynolds This at all, is it? I understand yeah. as an actor and actresses, they try and go outside like when you typecast. But when you've played the same character for nearly six or seven years, of this good old boy having a romp, driving cars, getting the girls, you know, having bar fights, being funny... Uh, and but and I bought Buster. He was a mega star in the seventies. You know, we had his own Bloody Airfield at one point and everything. So he, he was massive. Burt Reynolds. So so to go to something like this, I get it as an actor. It's like I, I need to. You see it on the soaps, don't you? Someone will fuck off and go, I've got a Hollywood off EastEnders and mm. the Bertie Big Bollocks, as you would say, Dave. <laughs> and then they, about three years later, they come back and go, Actually, I really missed the character. No, you've missed the fucking money because you're shit. He's <laughs> good enough for a TV soap. <laughs> I know a few have gone on and made it. Like he, uh, Peter Beale was the drummer out of the Queen Bohemian Rhapsody and that. And he was in X Men as well with the guy with the wings. He was actually off EastEnders originally. You know, the one who has his wings chopped, Dave. The angel-looking one—I don't know what he's called. The X-Men. Uh, one of the uh, Angel. Is it Angel? Maybe it's Angel yeah. David. That he was—he was actually Peter Beale, and he's the drummer who plays Roger Taylor in Bohemian Rhapsody. But oh,
0: there's right. not
1: many of the. So there's been a few, obviously. I'm—I'm I'm, going to get called out for that, but most of them end up coming back with a tail between the legs, going, "Oh, I've really missed the character. I love. It. I missed the family. You know." So yeah, <laughs> it, it's a really strange that Bert Reynolds has tried something like this because it just doesn't doesn't work for me at all. I mean, I couldn't see anything, but I mean, again, I, I'm
0: assuming, because he's the director as well, that he just loved the the book and kind of wanted to do this, like, like you say, do a bit of a Dirty Harry sort of stretch himself. And I guess, it, I, I think I admire actors when they try that. But then... It, I haven't watched it for years. It's probably not on anymore, is it? But like X Factor and Britain's Got Talent and things like that. More so X Factor actually. It always struck me that if you get someone and they, you know, say someone's got a great rock voice and they're like, "Oh fucking hell, you sound like Meatloaf," or you know, in that ballpark, right? Great. Can you do? Uh, can you do steps? <laughs> you know, or can you can you sing this Kylie Minogue song? And they always try and get them to do something completely fucking out of their comfort zone, uh, and, and it sounds yeah. ridiculous. And you're like, yep. yeah, but you're not going to get Meatloaf doing that shit either. So I I always used to piss me off that. Why are you getting someone who's very clearly never going to be good at doing this completely different type of genre? It is okay to just be really fucking good at one thing. Be absolutely world-class at this one thing. That's okay. Is, it, so,
1: is, is this a band fucking tangent again? Because I'm getting fucking PTSD. No, I was,
0: that was massive, that one, wasn't it? <laughs> I was, the, uh, the fucking tangent on Hills <laughs> <Earl's> Cop 2. <laughs> I,
1: I have a story, Dave. Can I tell the oh, story? Go on, go so I have a story. Band-related, but you were in the band, and this is exactly what, you, you, you know, we used to laugh about. You know what stuff I was good at and what stuff I was bad at. And you're right; there would be stuff thrown in in the fucking band to please an audience. And I was like, no, we do what we want. Indie rock. Yeah, I'm. You've got. It, unfortunately, I, I always regarded myself as the as the the talentless one out of everyone. Yous are all so talented. Musicians, but with a good band behind you, an half decent singer can get away with it, you know. But as long as you play to his fucking strengths. So when we were first started, I used to shit songs like Daydream Believe. Oh, I'm shuddering now. That is fucking terrible. Shit like that. Sitting on the dock of the bay. Fuck me. However, we went and did a gig at Runcorn. It was a social club, which we never did. We always said, don't do social don't do conning clubs. As you know, like, we go to a pub. If you like us, you stay. If you don't, you go. You know, we're not doing Hunt the fucking Key and all that bollocks and bingo in between the sets. And we went to this one in Runco, and I'm going to tell the story, and the fucking national anthem come on, and we were like, what the fuck? And it was like a, like a football line I have told this one. But anyway... We're doing the gig and we're doing Oasis and we've got the Stone Roses. We've got all the stuff we used to do. I don't think we're doing the Arctic Monkeys at that point. We're doing different, you know, really, you know, the stuff we were good at. And fucking guy comes over to me and goes, uh, hi, mate. Um, yeah, he goes, it's all right what you're doing. He goes, but you do any Ronan Keaton? And I just looked at him and went, what? Ronan Keaton? I went, no. We don't do Ronan Keating. And I remember, Dave, a (laughs) member of the band going, I actually know Roller Coaster. And I went, I looked around and went, well, we're not fucking doing it because I'm like, I'm not doing that. But honestly, I was like, how do you even correlate a band doing Oasis, indie, rock, punk, to fucking doing Ronan Keating? That was basically (laughs) saying, lads, you shit. We don't like this music. Can you do some fucking pop stuff? That's just
0: people not thinking though, isn't it? It's like, uh, uh, they really like this song or this genre or something and you've got a, a band with instruments there or oh, can you do this it's not a fucking cd player
1: no I, <laughs> were you in the band when i started singing angels at, at, at the millstone and it went down really well until they got to the bit where it's really high and i stopped stopped it dead and we went into one of our songs i don't were you there no, you might have thank, been in that. Back, thankfully, small that. mercies. That no, was My kept, <laughs> soul was just dying just thinking of that. To be honest, right time. no, we didn't do it. We never practiced it ever because you know we ne- that wasn't our music. But someone kept saying, "Do you do any Robbie Williams?" You know, and all and we're like, "No, we fucking don't." And I remember someone someone was winding me up, and obviously, you know, certain members of the band Dave would have hated me going off fucking script. And I went, I just started singing it, going, "You know, I sit awake." and everyone's going, yeah, and this fucking couple were like, yeah, it was obviously just <laughs> favourite song, and it got to the bit where it's like, you, you know, everywhere, they <laughs> were supposed to sing, and I just stopped oh, there, God. they got fucking booed off, everyone's like, wanker, you date dating with popping?" this couple were fuming, and I don't know what the hell we went, I think we went to fucking Pretty Vacant at the summit, Dave, you know, and other people were laughing because they hated <laughs> Robbie, but it was one of the moments where, you know, when I was doing it thinking, this is going to go down really badly with the band, and this Sort of played along because no one knew the song, but had loads of people singing. Never did it again after that, Dave. Never did it again.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think when you hit that really, or you get to that, you need high the crowd. You need the yeah, crowd. I was going to say, I, I just picture it now. You need to, and
1: through it, and then you put your microphone out to yeah. the crowd. That's how you cheat. <laughs> Robbie, Robbie does it now. I like Robbie Williams, some of his stuff, to be fair. Now, but Robbie does it to the crowd, and obviously, Don't Look Back in Anger's got a really bad bit as well. That's like where you need to let the crowd sing. That's where you they think you're letting them sing the song and he's like no because I fucking can't hit that note I've got to stand about three feet away from the mic to get anywhere that that sounding key on that one but yeah the days, days Dave those are the days anyway no more band segments sorry everyone
0: it's
1: well, than anyway, have, machine, you got, yeah. have you got anything else
0: Chris because I know I haven't I've got
1: fuck all on toes Dave no
0: let's be honest nothing well let's let's get into our final review let's go.
1: Dave, I will go first, as always, because I know I've put this on yourself, but again, out of the five or six picks I've had this year, I think Half of them have been fucking shockers that I've hated the movies. And this is no exception. So I, I don't know what I'm going to do for my next pick in a few weeks. But my God, I've got to pick something that I actually enjoy. Uh, I think <laughs> even though the shit ones are better. This has been a shocker of a movie. It's it's almost like a piss take of Dirty Harry. The, the, we've mentioned it a few times and you, you've got the same link on it. It's such... A ridiculous movie, and I reckon obviously Bert Reynolds went and did quite a few movies like this. Is one called Sticky? Did mid eighties uh, Malone? There's a few like this where he plays this like cop or he plays an ex-con or whatever. But it's the same format. These like real serious roles, and I think because it got scored so highly by the reviewers that he, he went with it and was like, "Oh great, great." I mean, I know he did a few comedy ones. He did Cannonball Run Two, and that was a favour to Hal Needham in '84 and all that stuff, but. This is just a shocker for me. It just, It's a TV movie at best, if I'm being honest. And it feels yeah. like an early 70s one. I mean, it, it, it's almost like... Have you ever watched The Rockford Files, David? James Garner?
0: I, I I think I've caught it. I've, I've yeah, not gone back of, and watched it. I was thinking Hill Street Blues. Hill Street Blues, yeah, like an episode <laughs> of Hill Street
1: Blues, something like that. But I mean, I mean... To be fair, Jim Rockford did drive a transam in that, Dave, and one of the greatest fucking intros to a TV show ever, I've got to say. I used to watch a lot of that when I was wagging school on a Monday afternoon. But (laughs) but no, it feels like a TV movie that's just been padded out. Like you say, I think Hill Street Blues Blues is a more uh, better you know parallel to be honest of an episode that like, cuz that was always yeah. dirty and grimy, wasn't it they had a really mm. he always made the city feel like it was a real underworld and they were they were fighting like an uphill battle and this is what that feels like but not with the same delivery i don't think it's just a very yeah. very strange movie so it's not the worst movie i've ever seen but i've got no intention of ever watching this again ever so i think i'll put it in elm street dave it's not horrendous but it's fucking not good and luckily for most people it's not available online you'd have to pay for it so if you want to pay <laughs> for it like we did then fair enough but it's not a good movie so uh, yeah i i can only apologize to myself you dave and everyone else that i've let down on the show so uh what about yourself <laughs>
0: You know, I was listening to that uh, Beverly Hills Cop 2 episode and and you did say there, you are going to pick the worst martial arts I know movie. I did. <laughs> I did. I wish I had now, honestly.
1: I wish I had.
0: <laughs> so, Chris, I, I'm a little bit surprised. I, th- I thought Bert might pull it up to the middle for you, but... I think for me I mentioned before i can't recall a more forgettable movie now, to be fair, the paradox in that is uh, i'd have probably forgotten about the other ones <laughs> <laughs> if there is a comparison to that, but now I just thought you i think you've nailed it there an epi- a, an extended episode, a special of hill Street blues and you know t v quality i, I am putting it out there that obviously other people there are clearly people who love this and i don't know why and i I just i think for me i I just don't get it i just i don't think the performances are good i don't think the character is likable uh you know the 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 cinematography and everything looks you know it's, it's okay but again it's all like tv quality so it, this just didn't hit the mark for me, and I, I know I kind of waver around the middle, don't I? But Chris, for me, this is an Alderaan. I, I just never want to see this again. <laughs> yes, just yes, <laughs> blast so much it off into space, <laughs> and I, I just, yeah, definitely the. I don't want to say the worst movie when we did New York Ninja a few weeks ago, but definitely the most forgettable movie. And so I, I've been chomping at the bit to get into next week.
1: Oh, Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Well, <laughs> well. I suppose the half did me job then because you hated it. That's a good thing. You, very rare. It's very rare you do an older on Dave. So that's our fucking yeah. Very good, very good. So Dave, it is your pick. So what are you going to throw up? Throw me next week. What are you going to throw our way? Now, this is
0: one of your favorite genres, Chris. Obviously, not really. It's one of mine. But <laughs> uh, uh, things like Event Horizon, Aliens, you know, you're not the biggest fan of. So that sci-fi horror. And we are going to 1995, Chris, with Species. Now, let's get into the trailer.
1: <laughs> Can't be the lion. <laughs> In January, a message from an extraterrestrial in source was picked up at the yep. Parks Observatory Australia.
0: Yep. A new sequence of DNA. Friendly instructions on how to combine it with ours. This growth is amazing. The decision was made to terminate the experiment. It's breaking out! escaped We have a serious emergency on our hands. I want a team to track her. Hunter down.
1: you be fair, this is like the first five minutes of the it. movie. <laughs> yeah. We decided to it's make it female, the it so would be more docile yes. and controlled. Yeah, docile control. I, <laughs> well, I guess you guys don't get out much. <laughs> she must have a forest yeah. 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 She'll kill
0: anyone that gets in her What's way. What sports species? I wouldn't hurt you. Yeah. Yes, you would. Just don't know it yet. She can have a dozen babies. She can lay a thousand eggs.
1: Something's wrong. Hey! Get Get Open the damn door! Hell of a trade. Right? Yeah. Oh god. Dock hot, yeah?
0: I'm looking forward to what you think of this one. And um I'll, I'll tell the story because I, I didn't actually watch this one back in the day, Chris. I really wanted to, but wasn't allowed to. But I, I should go into that <laughs>
1: next week. Oh, I can't wait for that.
0: <laughs> awesome.
1: Oh, good stuff, mate. And you know what? I will say, Dave, I've never seen this at all. However, I do think it's a bit of an iconic VHS cover because you always saw it in Blockbuster. Yeah. Species was there. It was quite a big movie when it came out. And it's that, I was 16 going on 17 in 95, so there was no fucking way I was picking a horror movie, Dave, at all, unless <laughs> I was forced to. But yeah, honestly, I, I think what I love is when we do these sort of movies, they mean something to you or whatever, but that that is it's almost like an Aliens-type VHS cover for Species, isn't it? The Green Light. And you know exactly what, I know exactly what that movie is. And I've never seen the trailer, but I know who stars in it. It's absolutely stunning. That blonde girl, she's uh, stunning. But I have no context of what the movie's about. So I'm looking forward to that, to be fair, Um, which is going to be good. But anyway... If you want to email us, guys, the VHS Strikes Back at gmail.com. We haven't had anybody asking if they want us to do any karate lessons, surf lessons, anything, <laughs> mountaineering, whatever you want us to do. We are available, and uh, for, for cash, we'll do anything. But uh, no, no. But please uh, send us an email if you want to follow us on social media at VHS Strikes Back. Um, if you don't support us, get over to patreon.com forward slash the VHS Strikes Back. So the roll call of honour for today is Mr. Tony Farina, John Hammond, Blake's Maths, Jack, Herb, Lucky Lulu Green, Ken Gustafson, Heath, Matt, Timothy, Susan, Justin. Come on, Chris, get your act together. Dan. Dan, I can't forget Spide at the end of the day. That's terrible. He'll never forgive me. Keith's just throwing shoulder jokes all over on me, Dave. I don't know where that reputation's come from. <laughs> we may talk about that well, next week. We may talk about that next week, to be fair. <laughs> And <laughs> Trent, Stephen, Dylan, Helen, and Lee. So, thank you so much, guys, for all your support. Oh, it does make me chuckle when he does that, Dave. Even, like, you know, we, it, talking about let's meet up in Manchester, and I genuinely can't make it. The first thing he does, he just goes, wanky, fucking shoulders out. He's just giving me aggro. <laughs> My reputation precedes me as a wanky, more ways than one. Oh, I love it. Absolutely love it. Well, thank you, mate. That was so good. Um, And you know what, Dave? I'm not going to bestow upon you what you're going to take us out with today because I found one of the worst lines ever in the movie, Dave. (laughs) And he simply says, (laughs) Sharky simply says, talking about his new fucking department in Vice, I wonder when we flushed the toilet where it all went. And that's the best I can come up with, Dave. (laughs) (laughs) I wish that fucking this film had been flushed down there with it, but there you go.
0: (laughs) That is a very fitting end. so so thank yeah. you very much. Thanks to all our listeners. Thanks to all our supporters, and we'll speak to you next time.
1: Bye. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. What the fuck are we going to do now? What are we going to do? Maybe we could build a fire, sing a couple of songs, huh? Why don't we try that?
0: We better get back, because
1: it'll be dark soon, and they mostly come at night. Mostly. I'll be back. That's night We came. We- saw, we kicked his ass. Black's on. wax off. Ah! Oh! Ah! Oh! Get the One ring to death. All right. Ding, ding. Bust you up. Go for it. Well, here we go. Uh, get so bad. I- get so bad. I- get so bad. come on. i you. Just a stupid guy, You heavy. He's a fool. He's a stupid. I see you no! I must break it.